It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady, a little later on in the program, Randy Shagney will join us as we do the uh, pick segment. Save that till the end, thankfully. Yes, your favorite time of the show. It's, it should be a little bit of a lighter slate. Week one was brutal. You came out smelling like roses. We all did pretty well considering. That's my problem is that I may have peaked, and so now I'm not looking forward to the rest of the season. <laughs> we do have uh, an interesting slate of games, um, not as many local teams matching up. In fact, we only have really three local versus local conference games until you get to the GTC East and, and eight-man. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you have anything else for the intro, uh, we can I, get to it. I do like that it's uh, it's BWAC uh, openers this yes. week, so at least one of our leagues is getting going with some league games, and we'll get into the uh, nuts and bolts of it in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400, extension 132. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with uh, Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. And uh, we'll start where we normally do in the Macomb area conference. You want to start downriver or you want to start uh, in the city of Port Huron? Well, let's start where you're going to be at uh, Thursday night. Let's start with the Port Huron Northern Huskies. They got a very nice win in week one. They dominated Lakeshore 44-12. to Now they bring in a Warren Fitz team that's probably going to be a bit down at least unless Mott is way up. Fitz is taking a big step back after having a really nice class come through. Well, Fitz had three phenomenal athletes last year, the two West boys and then the quarterback. I I can't believe people didn't talk about this guy at Fitzgerald. not exaggerating, Brady. This guy was like 6'2", 6'3", probably 230-pound quarterback, mobile with a big arm. They don't have that this year. They're a little bit different. Um, and uh, I, I just think that Northern is going to pick up where they left off in week one, and, and I think uh, this is a very good matchup for the Huskies. Uh, their defense we knew was good, and, and I'm very hopeful that the offense has taken a big step forward. 44 points is huge. Dylan Bloink running for three touchdowns is huge because – that's something Northern spreads the field, but they're a run-first offense. Uh, and that was something that Clink did for them 
was he would take off from time to time and make big plays for them. And it's not that Dylan hasn't run the last two years, but the big plays just haven't been there with that much frequency. No. So, so to see him get three touchdowns in week one, I think that's a really positive sign for this offense. Yes, it is. And you look at Northern's schedule, and now that we know what Lakeshore is and was, we know what we th- we think we know what Warren Fitzgerald is. Lance Cruz North and Sterling Heights, neither of them have won a game that has been played on a football field since people learned what COVID was. Northern very likely could be 4-0 and and a dominant 4-0 and going into the Crosstown Showdown. Now, obviously, you have to take care of business against Fitz. I, I didn't see the Warren Mott game. I don't know what the Warren Mott game is or was. Um... But I know Northern's good, and I know if they got shut out against Mott, they might have trouble scoring against uh, Northern. I, I would think that that would be the, the case because, again, I'll put that Northern defense against just about anybody, and, and, and that's without having seen the young kids play yet in their secondary, which we thought might be a problem. Forced a pick inside the yeah. Lakeshore 20. Yeah. They, they set up the offense in good situations, and the offense converted, which is what you needed to see. Yeah, so I, I just think everything is a big check mark on the plus side for Northern after week one, and I'm kind of thinking it's going to carry over into week two. How much does it help to have what appears to be a lighter schedule that maybe if you're Larry Rollins, you can try some things out. You can try maybe see if a wrinkle works or not. Try guys in certain spots. So, you know, by week five, because the back half of their schedule, especially in league is going to be tougher that, you know, what you have four games in the season, you can almost use some of it as a dress rehearsal. If you're, if your starters take care of business early. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think it depends on how the, the games go. If you're going to get big league leads, there's more leeway to do. Stuff. Right. If games are going to be more traditional Northern games as they've been the last couple of years, it might be too tight to, to fool around. You got to get the wins while you can get the wins. Right. And I think there's wins for the taking here for the Huskies in the early season. And I expect them to go out and grab them. Now, last year at this time, we were saying, all right, Northern's bringing an East point. That should be an easy uh, uh, win they cruise to. And they had to fight and claw and scratch and, and find a way to win without scoring a touchdown. So we were impressed with them in week one last year. Then week two happened. Let's. I'd like to see another very convincing win where, Dennis, you're, you're pulling out all your stories and bank of tricks in the fourth quarter well, trying to get to the end of the game. I do remember Larry telling me, though, uh, at practice that week going – we better be ready to play this week. East Point's got some dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him specifically saying, you know, he's like, they've got some playmakers, and we're not – we as a staff are telling our kids this is not a slam dunk. Guess what? He was right. They had to scratch and claw uh, to get that win, and, and a penalty – took away a a touchdown for East Point, or Northern might have lost that game. Speaking of East Point, that's who the Port here on High Big Reds will take on. They travel to East Point. Um, Good news for the Big Reds, they're not Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Yeah, good good news for the Big Reds is they're probably not going to, unless they 
make it all the way to where they've got to play De La Salle, they're not going to see a team like that again this season. That was something else. But also, the, the Big Reds didn't play their best football either, and that's why that game got way out of hand. They would have lost, but it got to be 54 to nothing because the Big Reds did some bad things that have to be cleaned up or anybody is going to beat them. You, you can't snap the ball over your quarterback and your puncher's head. They've got to get that stuff taken care of. If they do, they should be able to bounce back this week and beat an East Point team that lost uh, a two-point game to Madison, who Madison sometimes have good teams. I mean, they had teams within the past decade playing at Ford Field. Yeah, but but they've been down re- in recent years, and they're all the way down in the bronze now. Yeah. Uh, they were the year. gold at one point, weren't yeah, it, they? It, it's become a much smaller school, um, and so uh, to me, that's a bad loss for East Point, uh, and maybe a worse loss for East Point. Maybe not score wise, but maybe morality or your morale, your team morale wise. It's a worse loss than what the Big Reds went through. Yeah, um, we haven't been at. Port here on high's practice. I don't know if they made changes to adjust to try to fix those mistakes because now if you can't get a long snap off, forget about snapping out of the shotgun. If you can't get a long snap off, now you're thinking, do how do I attack a fourth down? How do I flip the field position? Do you try to go what you call a viper punt where you line up like you're going to run a play and the quarterback punts it away um you'll see that sometimes in college ball i think you've seen it a couple times in high school you have to figure those things out for port here on high when i get a report back from this game i want to hear they played a clean game i want to hear they played a not mistake free because it's hard to play a mistake free game but a game where they don't shoot themselves in the foot seemingly every fifth play well if the if the offense that i saw in the scrimmage against roseville shows up then they'll be much better on that side of the ball. And, and again, they'll be facing a different team than Grand Rapids Catholic Central, which should make differences for the defense as well. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the, the questions, because the, the snap problem affects your kicking game too and your extra points and things like that. So I, I've got a feeling that that's the first thing they worked on and that that will be improved. And it has to be. And here's the other thing: if you make, if you do make a mistake this week, it's East Point. It's not. No disrespect to the Shamrocks. They've had talented teams the last couple years. They're not Grand Rapids Catholic Central. It's not an immediate death blow. It's just not. And you have an opportunity to amend for your mistakes. Uh, my message to PH is you don't uh, – it'd be nice if you went out and won 40 to nothing this week. But you don't have to win 40 to nothing. Just win. Yeah, Just this is – away and win. This is a get-right game. Uh, they, they bring in uh, – they start Mac Blue play next week. Figure out what you need to figure out. Make the corrections from week one to week two so when you play Warren Mott week three, you don't have those mistakes. You're not worried about – getting snaps off and you can just hit Mac blue play and hit the ground running. All right, let's go to the Mac silver where Hazel Park comes up to Marysville. Hazel Park's 1 and 0. 
but they shut out an MLA City team that Dennis we think is going to be down this year. And Marysville, they lost to Almont, but they, outside of about 10 minutes, were, were playing with the Raiders. And you saw that game, and you saw the Vikings a lot last year. You could tell they took a step forward. Yeah, again, uh, they had a really good plan coming out against uh, Elmont. They had a really good first drive. It would have been very interesting had they scored on that first possession. But they did score late in the first half. They led that game 6 nothing, and Elmont scored just before halftime, and they clicked it into gear coming out for the third quarter and, and, and basically won the game in the third quarter. Marysville also had a really nice drive to start the game that didn't result in points. Yeah, if four, they punch that in, drive. if they punch that in, I don't know if they win, but you're feeling a lot. I remember you said on uh, the, the reaction show is when they scored, it was kind of like all that hard work and we're still down. Maybe you have a little different feeling. Again, this is going to be a theme with our Mac teams. Get right games. Because Marysville, if they want to be a playoff team, if they want to return to the postseason that they missed uh, for the first time under Derek Meyer last year, this is a game you have to win, no questions asked. This is a gotta-have-it game. Yeah, and this is a team that used to be a league rival that you always used to handle, and now Hazel Park has dropped down into the bronze. Uh, and I've long said silver teams should be beating bronze teams. Uh, that, that I do believe there's a separation there is between a, the two leagues. You might get a team like Lanphier that in the bronze gets the class that comes through and makes them a really good bronze team. But the difference between, I mean, we've said it before that the middle of the white to the top of the silver is probably less than the white to the red and the top of the silver to the bronze. Yes. Like, you take those middle 20 to 24 teams in the MAC, and you could probably put them in a hat and pull them out yeah. and, and figure out a league um, and get competitive games. So, yeah, Marysville, you haven't lost to Hazel Park since they moved to the MAC. Don't let them do it now. They have a long bus ride. Get some good feeling. Improve on things because, Dennis, you saw some promise from the Vikings. The other thing about Marysville's game with Elmont is they finished strong. Mm. They got the last two touchdowns of, of that game. So keep that momentum with you going into this game. All right. Let's go now to uh, St. Clair and East China Stadium. They have a lot to figure out before Lincoln comes to town. And remember last year when they played Marine City, they didn't look crisp. You knew they had town on the team. And Marine City handled them in week one. By the end of the year, they were a lot better. Old cliche, you make your biggest improvement from week one to week two. They're bringing in Warren Lincoln. I think this is a very winnable game. Warren Lincoln did beat Mount Clemens 36-6. to That's a Mount Clemens team that is just trying to restart football. Uh, yeah, if St. Clair wants any has wants any um, chance of being a, a good team, win more than they lose. Like for Marysville, this is a gotta-have-it game. Have to make improvements. Well, the the, the big spot, uh, their defense really, in week one against Richmond, their defense wasn't bad. After the second drive, they didn't give up points. So, I mean, half the, half the thing might not need fixing 
right now. The offense needs some fixing, and Lincoln might be the answer to that. Um, if you if you want a, a feel good game for your sophomore quarterback and, and for your your team, um, maybe this Lincoln defense is, is the right defense in week two to go up against. Um, I know if nothing else, you give the the ball to your running back and let him carry you against Lincoln. He should be able to do that. Yeah. It, I mean, this Warren Lincoln is a school that hasn't had a winning record since 2015. It hasn't made the playoffs since 2008. This is traditionally a game on the schedule, whether it's Marysville Marine City, St. Clair, that you look at and go, okay, this is a week we can figure some things out and we're not going to get physically beat up and we're going to take it to them. Again, St. Clair, if you want a chance to – Make noise the rest of the year. You got to win this game. And like you said, Dennis, they're a Mac Bronze team. Mac Silver teams should be beating Mac Bronze teams. And if it means you give uh, Logan Ellis the ball 25 times, then do it because he might get 150 plus yards. Yeah, I I think Warren Lincoln has been in the Mac Bronze since the Mac Bronze was a league. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Poor Clawson. (laughs) They get Marine City. Marine City has none of these kids on this team have been in this situation before where they're coming off a loss and they have to prepare for the next fight because for this senior class, every single one of their losses up until this point had ended their season. That like they played lost and they haven't had to bounce back. I'm not worried in the slightest they're going to figure out a way to bounce back. And Dennis, I will be honest, I think – the kids are upset. I think the coaches are upset. And they feel like they lost a game that they had a, a very good chance to win. I would not be shocked if we get back here on Thursday night and I look on the MHSA page or I check my email and I get the stats and it's Marine City 74, Clawson 0. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating that no, much. I, I know you're not. And, and I'm kind of inclined to to feel that way. I think Marine City's going to bounce back in a big way. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those ones where Zach Tetler is well over 100 yards and probably only gets six carries uh, and doesn't see the field in the second uh, half. Um, uh, Marine City is probably a little upset with the way week one went. Um, Clawson lost their game. They were, I guess, kind of competitive with Perry. I don't know a lot Perry's about Perry. Perry's a Class C school that was twenty-four to fourteen was was the score. Who haven't made the playoffs um, ever, Clawson, unless you count COVID. Yeah, Claw- Clawson was a small team last year. I saw their game uh, against uh, Armada. Armada just pushed them all over the field, and I have a feeling that an angry Marine City team will force their will upon Clawson. They'll, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll take out a loss to uh, the Tigers by beating up the Trojans. <laughs> yeah, it's there's going to be a lot of frustration, frustration relieved in this game. Similar yeah. colors, so there'll be some anger. <laughs> and Clawson's what, blue uh, and it's yellow? A, it's a, yeah. yeah so. But either way, they're just going to be mad and – I would be shocked, shocked, if this game wasn't in super running time. <laughs> so I no, just I, I, Marine City will win by at least forty. I'll, I'll go that far for you. 
yeah, I just, by the way, 9-0 and all time against Clawson. Yeah. They're going to be 10-0. and um, All right, we just have a couple other tangently related uh, Mac, school, or Mac games. Anchor Bay goes to Gross Point South. Now, Gross Point. I want to give the Tars a little love. Yeah. Because. So here's the thing with Anchor Bay, and one of the reasons why we don't include them in the top 10 is because if we did, they could be 2-7, and seven, and we would have every right to put them as high as number one or number two. The Anchor Bay schedule is ridiculous, and it starts right here. When Ann Arbor Pioneer is one of your easier games, that's when you know. Yeah. And, and, they're and they won big. Yeah, they won big, and they're trying to become a Mac Red team. They're trying to take that next step. Gross Point South was in the Mac Red. They lost their opening games to Dexter 41-21. There's a kid you're going to be seeing in maize and blue in a couple years that was holding the ball for running the ball for Dexter. That's why they lost 41-21. Um, but this is a winnable game because Dennis, they could be a really good team and go 0-5 in the Mac Red. For Anchor Bay, this is a game they have to win. Yeah, just just looking at too. The Mac Red scores from week one, everybody but Stevenson won, and Stevenson lost to a really good team. West Bloomfield. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Chippewa Valley beat uh, Catholic Central, and Dakota beat uh, Brother Rice, and Eisenhower beat either Lake Orion or Lake Orion, and one Romeo the beat the other one. Yeah. I <laughs> Hello. Mean, yeah, the, 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 that league is as good as any in the state. And Anchor Bay's right in the thick of it. Uh, are are the Tars at that level to challenge? Uh, I don't know. I hope so, but probably not. But that doesn't mean they're not a really good football team. And that's I just wanted to spend a minute this week and give the Anchor Bay Tars a little bit of love. Yeah. Um, New Haven will take on Clintondale. New Haven's lost 32 straight. I, I don't know what Clintondale is. They lost week one, but it was to Gross Point North, which why is Gross Point North playing Clintondale? That's how those crazy Matt crossovers like, work. Like Clintondale has uh, under North, 400 kids, and Gross Point North is the size of Port here on High. North's in the gold, and they play silver teams. That It, it just was an odd one. Um, so Clintondale is taking on New Haven. Yeah, Rock is trying to snap a long losing streak. I don't have much more to say. Yeah, no, good good, good luck, New Haven, but probably the streak isn't ending. All right. Uh, on, on the other side, we have the BWAC and the, the GTC East. And, Dennis, we have some a little buzz about eight-man this year with more teams in it and more teams having success early. Yeah, uh, so uh, that's all coming up uh, in the next uh, segment, but we'll talk about that including uh, a game that uh, I'll be at later tonight. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Uh, and uh, let's uh, go to the uh, the BWAC. There's one non-league game. This was Elmont's week to play Algonac. They have filled it with Hamtramck, the Cosmos of Hamtramck. Who... Is that a top five nickname in the state? <laughs> Honestly. It's a, it's a good one. I, I figured it would be like the Punchkeys or something like that. Uh, but uh, when I saw the Cosmos, I said, oh, that, 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 that's points, points for originality. Um, they took the COVID year off. Last year, they didn't play their games. It looked like they tried to field a well, team. Well, they, they forfeited four games um, where teams had them on the schedule and couldn't find replacements, so they took the win. Like Algonac's not playing this year, but technically right. they're 0-1 because Vassar took a win last week against them. Um, so, so, yeah, it's been a while since Hamtramck had played. In week one, they uh, lost to uh, Detroit uh, Northwestern. Northwestern. Uh, 40 to nothing was the, the final score. The state finally had that up. I think it got up late yesterday. Yeah, because on the pick em, um, which, by the way, if you want to join the pick em, just go to our Twitter or Facebook. It's right there. It's a super easy form. And then as the season goes on, we'll shout them out. We had like 14 people all tie at 9 and 1. I'm not reading all your names. Do, do good again <laughs> next week or this week, and you'll get some love. Um, but, yeah. Long story short, Elmont's going to win this football game. Yeah. Hamtramck, get used to them because North Branch is already on their schedule. Um, one of the reasons why this is going to be popular, and because I remember I said Ovid Elsie was an open date, and you're going, why would North Branch schedule Hamtramck and not Ovid Elsie? Hamtramck's enrollment is 1,100. That's a, I believe they're a D2 team. That's a lot more points in an opponent that's probably not going to be so taxing compared to a smaller Ovid Elsie team that might be tough. I'm not going to blame a team, especially in the BWAC, who is going to is just going to be so tough yeah. that you might want to not schedule the toughest opponent. Now I know there are going to be coaches that are go, give me whoever wants to play, I'll play, I'll play Eastern Michigan if they want to. But Almont and North Branch are on the schedule. Week four and week eight are still open according to this. And I think uh, Croslex is open week four and week eight. I, I, I'd have to check to see which uh, BWAC team is open week eight. But we're probably going to be talking about the Cosmos a few more times this this year. But, yeah, Almont's going to win. Um, they Their next test, unless MLA City figures out a lot really quick, is going to be North Branch week four. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of North Branch, they take on MLA City. Um, yeah, uh, North Branch has is probably going to be feeling good about themselves. MLA City is trying to figure it out, and it's going to be hard to figure it out when you're taking on North Branch and Almont in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, this this was a a tough start for MLA City. They kind of uh, that Hazel Park game was a chance to to get a win here early in the season because their early season schedule is pretty tough. Once they get into BWAC play, with right away there's North Branch, right away there's Elmont, and right away there's the next team and the next. There there really isn't a week off now. 
until week nine. Yeah. For the Spartans. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Emily City's who um, Algonac had in week eight. So if they want to try to get Hamtramck, they could. Um, but that yeah. That would be a game that I want to get on my schedule if, if I'm Emily City. And I, I imagine, uh, yeah, North Branch is going to continue to try to fine tune things because the one of the first well at least for those two teams the first big clash they have is North Branch Almont which two teams I think preseason we thought could win the BWAC other games going on Yale at Armada now this is one where we have two slightly different opinions because I remember being in high school and this is as I've told I think I said this on last show it is as Big of a trap game as I have ever seen in high school football. You just beat Marine City, and everybody is singing the praises. Armada is not just the talk of their town. They're the talk of every town in our coverage area. And next week, you go to Croslex to try to really solidify yourself as definitive number one team in the area. And sandwiched in between, you have an improved Yale team that took care of business against an Annapolis team that, frankly, they should have, and they did their job. But a, a Yale team that is going to be scrappy, is going to be feeling confident about themselves, and I believe, oh, the game is in Armada, so it's not in Yale Park, so that helps Armada a little bit. But you have a Yale team thinking, we have the chance to go and spoil the fun, spoil the party before Armada can even get it started. That said, I think Armada is the better football team. They impressed a ton against Marine City, and I know at least the coaches are going to have the focus on the Bulldogs. That's what they'll do now. Are you going to be able to get the kids to focus on them? Because we talked about it in the first segment last year. Larry Rollins and his staff were preaching, you can't look past East Point, you can't look past East Point, and you got in a dogfight. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it is a tricky situation to navigate for Armada. Uh, and, and I'm not saying Yale couldn't beat Armada. Yale's that one team in the BWAC that if, if somebody's going to uh, throw a curveball into it, they're the team that can do I it. I said in the, the preview show that they're going to do it at I, some point. I just feel like if you are Armada, there is too much at risk to look past this game because you just beat Marine City. And if you turn around, no disrespect to Yale, but if you lose to Yale, it cancels out that Marine City game in my mind. Like now now you're you're one and one and you should be one and one is what most people are looking at it. You just won the game most people thought you were going to lose and lost the game most people thought you were going to win. Uh, I think Kyle Raleigh will have his team focused on Yale, and right now, today, I think Armada is a better team than Yale. It's part of the process of learning how to win. It's why we don't really question when Marine City has a trap game uh, for the most part because – they're a program that knows how to. Last year, Kyle Rowley laid the the foundation of a, a successful winning program. Now, what was a game they tripped up last year before they played Croslex? They lost to Almont 14-7 to in a game I think we both kind of expected Armada to win. Almont had struggled to that point, and they stubbed their toe a little bit. Granted, I, I don't know comparatively Yale this year to Almont last year what it is. I think maybe Almont was a little better, but – 
they stubbed their toe last year before Croslax. Have they learned from that, and are they taking the next step as a program to not let that happen and kind of, I guess, mature would be the right word, grow up? I don't know. I don't want to say that like condescendingly, but become a program that there are no trap games, a team that you're supposed to beat. You go in, you smother them, you get out, you make it a business trip, and you get ready for a rematch of a BWAC championship game from a year ago. Yeah, just based on past histories, last year's loss to Elmont is not an embarrassment. No, no, a, no, a no I, I didn't mean and, that and, at all. And I, and I don't want this to come out the wrong way because I really do think that Coach Grunman and Yale – are turning it around and that they're going to have a very good year this year. They're still going to surprise someone, I'm I, telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying not the same. The, the Yale program struggles to, to get to two or three wins the last few years. If Armada loses that game, there's a different take on it from people right. than losing to an Almont team that just a few years ago went to Ford Field. Yes. Um, if Armada wants to be a big boy, this is a game they win. And I, and I feel like they will, but don't be surprised, Dennis, if in between the first and second quarter of your game, you're looking on Twitter, or I send you a text and go, hey, it's 10-7, Armada's on top in the second quarter. And you go, all right, Yale's fighting with them. Because if there's one thing I think this Yale team will do, it will fight and it will scrap and claw, but so will Armada. Um, and that takes us to our final game. Crosslex at Richmond. I will be on the call for this one. Uh, 7 o'clock kickoff, 6.30 pregame on stream two. A game a year ago that was I, – I, how do I want to put this? It was Richmond preparing for the future, especially with Anthony Benetti going in at quarterback. And Crosslex blitzkrieged them. And before Richmond knew what happened, they were down three, four scores. Yeah, it got ugly fast. Uh, Croslex did the aerial assault on them early in the game, and, and Richmond defensively didn't have an answer against it. Croslex uh, is coming in off a big victory on the road at Swan Valley. Um, Richmond has a, ni a nice win against St. Clair. On paper, this game looks closer to me then my gut is telling me. My gut is telling me that it will take a the best effort of the season from the Richmond Blue Devils to win this football game. Crosslex can have a B effort and probably still win this game. Well, what hurts is you lose Blake Esselink, or at least from what you saw at last week, I can't imagine he plays this week. So if he's not in the lineup, that takes away a linebacker that – takes away a lot of mistakes, and you kind of have to game plan around. And it takes away a running back that adds another dimension to the offense. Now, are people going to step up? You hope to if you're a Richmond. Uh, but Croslex has so many ways to beat you. So you go to the quarterback and Gavin Espinosa. He can throw it. He can run it. On the edge, you have uh, Jackson Gonzalez, Trevor Soule, Drew Hosterman. And then, oh, by the way, you have the safety valve where you go, pass game isn't working hit the belly button, and Belly Grappi is running, and he'll get 150 yards against most teams. I like that, the belly button. Yeah. When when things aren't working. Did you just come up with that? Yes, I did. Hit the belly button. That's a good one. And <laughs> you'll probably have a positive result. And now 
No, we don't talk about their defense enough. That's what. That's Frost right. Could beat Richmond with their defense. That's right where I was going with it. Is Croslex just gave up seven points to a Swan Valley team that well hasn't missed the playoffs since 2011. They are going to try to suffocate Richmond. Anthony Bonetti's going to have to get it done with his legs and through the air. But the big, excuse me, the big thing he can't turn the ball over. Cut your losses when you have to, and hope that you can find the mistake in the Marine or the, the Marine City, the Cross Lex defense, and take. You have to take advantages when Cross Lex gives them to you because there won't be a lot, and if you don't, they will smother you. Crosslex is number one in our poll for a reason, uh, and I think uh, that uh, Richmond's going to have to play a perfect game. They will, but the good news for them is it is at home. Um, it looks like the school, for the most part, survived the tornado that went through. They did have a soccer net that got kind of mangled up, but yeah, yeah, it was. If that's if that's the worst of it. Well, that's, that's the worst okay, at the school. Yeah. Main Street took it on the chin, yeah. so. As far as we've heard, there weren't any injuries, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, Richmond, Cross Lex, that's, that's a hell of a week one opener. One little note, though. Richmond does, as of now, have a bye next week. So what that allows you to do a little bit more of, if, hey, if you have to play guys two ways and shorten the bench a little, you know you have that week of recovery to, if you beat them up a little bit, hey, you don't have to practice four days and you don't have to go play a game next week. All right, let's move on to the GTC uh, East, where the the first game on the board uh, is probably the one we can talk about <laughs> the least. On. But but let's it's a big road on the board, the GTC East beast. Yeah, well, I mean, Cassidy, Harbor Beach, Marlette, uh, and uh, Ubley all won in Week One, big time. Yeah, if there was a game, I could like, I guess, flex. Like if there was a. Like if we're talking NFL, a Thursday night football we could do. I'd love it to be this Laker Cassidy uh, game because Cassidy's now kind of our adopted GTC East football team, and this should be a barn burner. This should be a, a classic thumb football game. Yeah, b- both these teams won in lopsided victories in Week One. Cassidy won fifty to nothing. Laker beat Sandusky forty-seven to seven. Or I was gonna say forty-seven to six. six. Yeah. Uh, so the, these are two teams that are not unfamiliar. They were league rivals last year. Uh, Cassidy was in the West, but with the reshuffling with K-Pac and Brown City leaving the East, the East took on Cassidy so that they could have an even number of uh, teams. Uh, and th- this is a real good game. I wish I could tell you more about both yeah. teams. Uh, I, I think one of the broadcasting uh Either the radio station or someone in the thumb, I'm pretty sure, is broadcasting this game. Uh, but doesn't, real quick, doesn't Cass City sound like the evil football team in a movie? Like the powerhouse, <laughs> like, we can't beat Cass City. And at the big end, it's the game against Cass City for the state title. And yeah, I, I think you have Cass Tech on the mind, but Cass City's. May, maybe that is. Maybe that's the. The subliminal or the subconscious, <laughs> where I'm a so cast with good football, but Cass City's also been good as well. Reese is going to go to Harbor Beach. They're going to lose, and then they're going to go back to Reese. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, th- this would have been an interesting game the last couple of years, but I think Reese is uh, 
graduated a lot of kids and is down a little bit. Uh, and the beach one big time. They beat USA 34 to nothing. USA's got to face a Marlette team that put 44 up on Caro. Carol's got to go to Ubley. Well, let's Thanks talk a lot. A, let's talk about the Marlette <laughs> game real quick because a Marlette team that we weren't too sure about coming off a playoff win last year against Cass City. They have a chance to go to 2-0 and before they hit the gauntlet of the GTC East. If they want to make the playoffs, they basically have to win their non-conference games. And this is another one that you can win. By the way, they officially picked up Our Lady of the Lakes since Algonac canceled their season. Marlette put them in in Week 9. Vassar's their other non-conference game. This is a game you got to win. You go to 2-0. and and then you try to find wins. You're going to be favored over Memphis. So if you can win your non-conference, get the you Memphis might win. might be favored over Sandusky. We'll see. That's 5-4. and four. And then, yeah, Sandusky's there. And it would be and, a Marlette team that – I think they'll be favored against Waterford Our Lady. Yeah, so if you can do that, you get to 6-3. and three, But it starts with USA. And, yeah, Caro's going to Ubley. Sorry, Caro. I know you're not. Because Ubley raked bad axe last week by 34 points. I have not seen, since we've been doing this especially, but Ubley is just getting all the praise in the statewide media. And again, usually, because it's especially in D8, you go, okay, who was the state champion last year? Oh, it was Hudson. Oh, they moved up. Who'd they beat? They're number one. Yeah. Beale City's number one. It's some, it's some team with eight names. Yeah. <laughs> like Elton Pigeon Bayport Laker. Um, but yeah, Ubley. Ubley's going to do Ubley things. They just... They're a freight train, and they have Dennis. I don't want to say they don't care about the GTCs because they do, and they want to beat their rivals. But they have one big goal in front of them. That's Ford Field, and Carroll ain't standing in the way of that. No. All right. Um, Sandusky tries to bounce back against Bad Axe, who's trying to bounce back. Both teams took it on the chin in Week One. I have, we didn't put this game in the pickums, but it would have been a, an interesting one to put in there because I really don't know what's going to happen in this game. Neither do I? All right, That's our, why I didn't put it in the pickles. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to keep your good record intact. Yeah, well, um, and I want to see Memphis bounce back. Maybe Vassar. Uh, Vassar had Alvinac on the schedule in week one and, and just took the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know anything about the Vulcans besides I like their name. Yeah. They were just okay last year. I think they won four games. Yeah. The last 11-man game we have to talk about – all right, alphabet or yeah, alphabet soup here for the name. Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary. You talk about a school that has eight names. Takes on Marine City Cardinal Mooney in a so Mooney against Seminary. Yeah, both of the Cardinals, by the way. Yes. So, so you can't bail yourself out that way. No, it's it's Mooney and Seminary, not cemetery, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't, you want to tell that story yeah, real I, quick? I, I early on in my career, I worked in Saginaw. Uh, my partner's name was uh, Jack Taney, and Jack got excited on a long touchdown play and called him Michigan Lutheran Cemetery. <laughs> Who were they playing? I don't remember. Somebody from the Saginaw area. But yeah, so it's seminary, not cemetery. Seminary, but we hope that's quite that, a different thing. That seminary and a cemetery are two different things. Very, very much <laughs> different. We hope um, Cardinal Mooney can bury and put them in a cemetery. Uh, <laughs> Well, if Hazenlater has anything to do with it. He's been ridiculous, and the thing is he takes some shine away, not intentionally just because he puts up video game numbers, but there are other guys on that team that could 
kind of cornerstone in offense. And with him there, if they focus on them, there's going to be other guys that eat Friday night. By the way, I'll be on the call for this one, uh, 7 o'clock on Friday night, 6.40 pregame. Yeah, we floopy-floppy games here. Yeah. Uh, initially, you were going to KPAC, and I was doing the Mooney game, but we've reversed that now. Yes. Midstream. Uh, and I'm going to KPAC later tonight when they take on Deckerville uh, in uh, an eight-man football game and well you know i like offense brady so i think i'm going to have a good time yeah it's uh by the way so if you're unfamiliar with eight man i did learn the official dimensions you know they only shorten the field width wise by 13 yards it's 53 and a third yards wide for football for 11 man for eight man it's only 40 which i felt like it would be more but that's still a lot of space and KPAC got a win against Kindy North here on, but they're taking on a state power in Deckerville. If KPAC can win this game, they're announcing their, their presence in eight-man with authority. Yeah, but uh, they'll have to face uh, Peter Lapp, who went for 152 yards last week against Ashley, had a couple of touchdowns in the Eagles so win, and uh, Chris Cosell had 124 yards and a long touchdown run early in that game. Uh, Deckerville uh, is... Uh, maybe by their standards, they're a little bit down the last couple of years because they haven't made the deep playoff run, but they'll be right at the top of the stars again this year. Uh, and I'll tell you what, a K-Pack win here sends shockwaves through the thumb and, and maybe the state that, hey, there's another good football team in the thumb. Well, another good eight-man football team in the thumb, Brown City. They go to, again, we're alphabet soup of a name. Vermontville, Vermontville Maple Valley, who's 0-1, and if Brown City's good, they win this game. At least I think so. Well, Maple Valley got beat, too. I think it was 54-6 to against whoever they, they played. So, and they based on the fact lost that Brown City to put up 64 points Bridgman. in their first game. I don't know who Bridgman is. They went... Okay, so oh, the interesting. So I don't know if you knew this, Dennis, but there's a few schools that are too big to qualify for the eight-man playoffs. So I, I don't want to um, poo-poo on Maple Valley too much. So they they have an unofficial Division Zero. So the schools that are too big, it's like the first year of eight-man. They just have one game, and Bridgman, who has almost 300 kids in it won the eight-man Division Zero state title, Un not MHSA official. But they went 10-0 and last year, so maybe that loss for Maple Valley doesn't say too much. All right, but Brown, Brown City put up a lot on a Peck team that's going to challenge for a Stripes Division title. And Peck does try to bounce back. They will bounce back when they bring in the Caseville Eagles. Caseville hasn't won a game in a long time. Yeah, and uh, and they lost by sixty eight in week one. Yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't look like things are getting better. They haven't won a game since twenty eighteen. So CPS is hoping to challenge. I think this year in the uh, the stripes uh, in week one, uh, Flint International bowed out, and CPS took the forfeit win. They're on the road at Akron Fairgrove this week. Akron Fairgrove, I believe it was Oakland Christian beat them. Kingston, oh Kingston beat them. So Akron Fairgo took a big loss in week one, but Kingston, good football team. New Haven Merritt lost a close game in week one. They shouldn't have any problems at home against Ashley in week two. Wouldn't think so. 
So I think that's it for our slate of games. Um, remind everyone where we're going to be real quick in our four games this weekend. All right, our four games this weekend start uh, tonight. Yeah, Wednesday's football. the weekend. K-Pack playing host to Deckerville, a battle of two 1-0 and teams. Then on Thursday, I'll be at Memorial Stadium. Port Huron Northern looks to go to 2-0 and as they host uh, Warren Fitzgerald. Uh, Brady will be back in Richmond for a second straight week as the uh, Blue Devils uh, host the Crosslex Pioneers, battle two 1-0 and BWAC teams. And then on Friday, the only Friday game in the area is Cardinal Mooney, playing host to Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary, battle of two teams that both won in week one. Do you know what the difference is between a cemetery and a graveyard? What? A graveyard's associated with a church and a cemetery is not, which is weird because you think it'd be the other way because a cemetery sounds more official. Wow. The things we learn from Brady. So, yeah, next time someone asks you for a fun fact or next time you're driving and you pass something that says cemetery or graveyard, go, you know what the difference is between a cemetery and a graveyard? And now you know. A graveyard's associated with the church. Do you know why they put fences around cemeteries? Why? Because people are dying to get in. Go to break. Picks next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, and it is the uh, part of the uh, show that... yeah, whatever. Here's Brady. Yeah, it's the picks. It was Dennis. I thought you'd be in a good mood. You actually won the picks in week one, wow. nine and one. Yeah, I should have gone ten and zero though, and a two point conversion away from ten and zero. We had a lot of people. One play, Marine City. That's all I was asking for. <laughs> one play. That's what they're worried about. Um, we had about thirteen different people go nine and one with various different ways to get there so and we'll see who separates from themselves from the pack again if you go to our twitter or facebook you can join us um for the picks each and every week i'm keeping a running tally to see who amongst the people are the best and i think one of them that will be the best is our guest this week randy shagney port here on northern softball coach randy i'm surprised it took us this long to get you on I, uh, I hopefully I have a little bit better record uh, with the picks than I did with my softball season. So, 
are that, that's our goal here. They're getting he's whining, but they're getting yeah. he's 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 only a piece or two away. Yeah. All right, Dennis, let's not waste any more time. Let's crank it up. It's time for the picks. Woo! The outside across the 30, 25, 20. He's got the angle. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Zach Tetler. Touchdown, Marine City. Oh no! We suck again! Third down here, they give it to Grappi, right up the middle to the 20. Still on his feet as he breaks the tackle at the 15, 10-5, he's going to score. Touchdown for Billy Grappi. Hands off the deep man, that is Conan, cuts it up off the right tackle and into the end zone. Armada on the scoreboard. He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny, he lied. And Hazenlater takes the direct snap and he's on the move, trying to bounce outside to the 10. He's to the 5, he's to the goal line, he's into the end zone for a Cardinal touchdown. I don't know what we're yelling about! Looking to throw, has time. Firing deep for Prone. Tip right into Prone's hands. He'll make the catch and he'll score. 2015 10 5. Amari Holler. 81 yards. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And last week, Dennis Stuckey, the man, as I mentioned, 9 and 1 on the picks. The guests, myself, and the people all ate and two. So, Randy, we're not that far behind. No pressure. The guests are the reigning champions. Ooh, there we so, go. So, let's start off with what's apparently going to be an honorary BWAC member this year, Hamtramck. They will take on Almont. Hamtramck had a game scheduled. No score was ever reported. Uh, they so, lost. Oh, they, they, they lost. 40 to nothing to Detroit Western. It was the first game that actually played on a field in a couple of years. Okay, so it took them a little while. They must have dial-up down there to get it on. So the 0-1 Hamtramck uh, takes on the Cosmos. The Cosmos. Okay, the yeah, Hamtramck. So you got to watch out for that Pele in the backfield, but uh, <laughs> otherwise. The Hamtramck Cosmos take on the 1-0 Almont Raiders. Randy Shagney kick us off. Uh yeah, who's going to win this game and why? Uh, well, with that one, I'm, I'm going to go with Almont because they've uh, consistently been playing uh, football the last few years compared that to helps. Hamtramck. So I'm going with Almont with this one. Dennis Stuckey. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm taking Almont, obviously. Oh, there it goes. For some reason, your music froze, but it's, it's running again. All right, we always need the, the little <laughs> bit of music to give the extra beat. And yeah, Almont, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it, Randy. They've played football <laughs> in the last few years. Uh, the people agree. 83% of the people picking Almont in the win. 17 that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait till we get later in the picks. There's going to okay. be some you like. Now into full-on BWAC conference play. The North Branch Broncos travel to MLA City to take on the Spartans. Dennis Stuckey, you get us started. North Branch 1-0, MLA City 0-1. Any surprises in MLA City Thursday night? Uh, no surprises this week. Uh, the Broncos rolled in week one, and, and they may do it again in week two. Yeah, uh, MLA City, we've said time and time again, we think they are in the very beginning stages of building up the program. North Branch has the program built up. North Branch to roll. Randy Shagney. I agree. Uh, North Branch over Emily City. All right, and the people agree. (laughs) There's not much to say. 95% of the people on the Broncos in this one. Let's go out to Armada and probably the the team coming off the biggest win in regular season history for the Armada Tigers. They host the Yale Bulldogs. I will get us started. I've said it all week. 
This is as big of a trap game as you can get in high school sports. In high school football, you have you just beat the D5 runner-up, and you have the de- defending BWAC champs next week. This is where Armada proves they're a big boy program and they're not just going to win the one game and then regress to the mean. I think they're going to do it, but it might be a little stressful early on, but Armada will figure out and roll. Give me the Tigers. Randy Shagney, Bulldogs or Tigers? Uh, I agree with the fact that this could very much be a trap game. Uh, when you look at it, Armada's coming off of such a great victory, and Yale's good. Uh, but I, I'm going to stick with Armada on this one, too. Um, I think they pull it out. Over to Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, I like Armada in uh, this uh, game. Uh, I get it where, where you guys might see Yale as a threat. I still think the, the Bulldogs have got to prove it to me. So I'm actually saying Armada wins, and they win by a couple of touchdowns. And after only getting two people, two people out of all our submissions last week that picked the Tigers, 90% of the people are taking Armada to win in week two. Exactly. (laughs) Our final BWAC game of the week, the Croslex Pioneers, the defending BWAC champions after an impressive win over Saginaw Swan Valley, will head south to take on the Blue Devils in Richmond. Randy Shagney, get us started. A battle of two 1-0 teams. Who comes out 2-0? Uh, I think they're both very talented teams. I think Richmond is uh, traditionally a very strong team. Um, rumor on the street, one of their better players uh, did suffer an injury at the game last week. And I think uh, Croslex is just too strong um, for Richmond to overcome that injury. And uh, I'm going with Croslex. Dennis Stuckey. The shutout last week, impressive for Richmond, but that streak ends this week. Croslex can score. They can score a lot. Pioneers are the best team in the BWAC until somebody tells me they're not going with Croslex. Yeah, Blake Esselin getting injured last week at the end of the game. I mean, just the way it was treated, I, I can't imagine. He plays uh, against Croslex, and you need your best players out there to slow down Croslex. And Richmond's offense stuttered a little bit against the St. Clair defense. Can't do that against Croslex defense. They will smother you. Give me the Pioneers. The people agree with us. 81% of the people picking Croslex to win the BWAC matchup. Before we go to the MAC, let's take a stop into the Catholic League with Cardinal Mooney as they bring in Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Non-conference game for a pair of Cardinals teams. Dennis Tucky, get us started. I'll be on... By the way, I'll be on the call for Croslex in Richmond and Lutheran Seminary and Cardinal Mooney Friday and Thursday and Friday, respectively, both at 7 o'clock. Dennis Stuckey, a test for Mooney early. Do they pass it? Yeah, you know, uh, I talked to Coach Cannell this week. He said this is maybe the toughest game on their schedule. I did a little research on it. They did kick Byron's tail last week, 56 to nothing. But I think it was a suspect win over a suspect team. Seminary struggled the last two years and have only won five games in that stretch. I like Mooney at home. Uh, yeah, so we talked about Brendan Hazen later. Dennis, did you happen to see the video of his run against uh, Parkway Christian? I didn't see it, but did you know that before that run, he had a 60-yard run that got called back on a penalty, and he went 71 yards on the next handoff. <laughs> We're not even talking about the same play. He looks like a, a a man amongst boys out there running. 
They can just run the ball if they need to and win this game, but they can throw it as well. Give me Mooney. Randy Shagney, do you disagree? Uh, no, I'm right there with you with uh, Hazenlater. I mean, as impressive as he was offensively, he also had two interceptions <laughs> defensively. Yes. I mean, that, that's incredible. So, uh, you know, there, there's some truth to it. When you have the best player on the field, you take that team. And uh, I'm going with Mooney. And Mooney has a lot of other players that can touch the ball and do good things. And the people seem to agree. 79% of the people are picking Cardinal Mooney to move the 2-0. Let's go to the MAC. Marine City coming off a season opening loss, their first regular season loss since 2019. They go to take on 0-1 Clawson. Randy Shagney, is there any chance Clawson even sniffs a game? Because you know the Mariners are mad. Yeah, the Mariners, uh, yeah, they're going to be upset. They're going to show it out on the field. But with Clawson, they sometimes get some great athletes out there. And uh, But with that being said, I know the coaching staff at Marine City. Then they have Heslip, Tetler, Atkinson. It, it uh, And an angry Marine City, I'm taking them every day. Dennis Stuckey, running time or super running time? Uh, super running time. <laughs> so that's Mariners win. Yeah. Uh, Mariners win. Not much more to say. I feel bad for anyone in a Trojan uniform because Armada woke up the bear and now they're even more focused. 97.6% of people pick Marine City and for those 2.4% that pick Clawson, if Clawson wins, you're the picks champ for the year. I'm just going to give you that right now. So, yeah, we're all on Marine City. A battle of the Vikings at Walt Braun Viking Stadium. The 1-0 Hazel Park Vikings travel up north, up I-94, to take on the Marysville Vikings in a Mac crossover matchup. Dennis Stuckey, Marysville won this matchup a year ago. Can they make it two in a row? Well, it's not often that I feel more confident about a team that lost by 11 than I do about a team that won by 26 and got a shutout. But Hazel Park beat Imlay City in week one. Marysville had to play a, a really good Elmont football team. They, they lost it in the, the middle of the game, but I like their start. I like their finish. I think it carries over. I'm going to take Marysville to win at home. Yeah, uh, you said a lot of the same points I want to bring up. Hazel Park. They did shut out an MLA City team that is low on numbers and is starting from the bottom trying to build up. Marysville played with an Almont team and maybe looked a little better than we thought. Hazel Park's not Almont. Give me the Vikings to roll convincingly. Randy Shagney, who wins this game? I agree. Marysville, they're going to be more physical than Hazel Park, and uh, they're going to win rather easily. 66% of the people agree with us. They are on Marysville as well. Let's go south to St. Clair where they welcome in the fighting names of Warren Lincoln to East China Stadium. Warren Lincoln 1-0. They got a win over Mount Clemens. Shout out hey, old Wayne State coach, Coach Garland, trying to resurrect that program. Love him down there. But Warren Lincoln coming up to St. Clair who hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Randy Shagney. Does St. Clair get right in week two, or does Warren Lincoln further stunt the, the St. Clair start? Well, talking about old coaches, Ron Glodich, that's his alma mater, is Lincoln. So uh, do you go with the uh, ghost of Ron Glodich? I don't think so. You stick with St. Clair, they're going to beat Lincoln. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, the Saints this week. Uh, I'm, I'm going to believe that they're going to get it right. 
here in week two, get that offense uh, figured out uh, against a Lincoln defense that probably won't be as good as Richmond's. Um, but uh, don't be surprised if Lincoln doesn't score some points, too. I am actually picking the Saints in a high-scoring game this week. Wow. Uh, well, I'm bitter at Lincoln from when they made me late to a date two years ago in a playoff game because they were trying to throw it down 34 to Marine City because they couldn't get it in the running time. Because Yeah, and I'm still mad at Mason Walker for kick missing the extra point when he wasn't even the kicker and it's not his fault. Still mad at him for that. It was a three-hour game that should have been three minutes long. Give me St. Clair. I'll never pick Warren Lincoln. <laughs> All right, let's go to the two teams from East China Stadium. We'll start with the Port here on High Big Red. Can you tell us about the uh, the folks. Oh, um, sorry, yeah. Um, this has actually been the closest one. St. Clair gets the people's vote, but only fifty-seven percent wow. of the people on St. Clair. That's as close as we've had in the first two weeks. Anyway. Back to where I was. Port here on high, Big Reds, after taking one on the chin, travel down to East Point and, and fight the Shamrocks. I'll get us started with this matchup. East Point, they had that really great influx of talent in 2020. They lost some last year, and they just lost to a Mac Bronze team in Madison, who may be a little better, but they're nowhere near what Port here on high is. Big Reds are going to get right in a big way. Port here on high in a route. Randy Shagney. I agree. Port Huron High. Uh, I think the first game for Port Huron High, they really couldn't tell anything either way. So I think this is the their game to really work out the kinks, and, and they're going to beat up on East Point. Dennis Stuckey, clean sweep. Uh, I'm picking the Big Reds to win. It might be a little tougher game. Uh, it might not be a coast, but I, I think the problems that they had in week one uh, will go away, and they don't have to play Grand Rapids Catholic Central anymore. So that's always good. At East Point and Grand Rapids Catholic Central, <laughs> two very the, different teams. Not the same animal. The people yeah. agree, even after their loss, 88% of the people on Port Huron High. And finally, Port Huron Northern is hosting Warren Fitzgerald in a Week 2 matchup at Memorial Stadium. Warren Fitz 0-1, Port Huron Northern, an impressive Week 1 win over Lakeshore. Randy Shagney, are your Huskies going to move to 2-0? Oh, without a doubt. Huskies all the way. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, I, I like Northern in this one, and uh, I look for them actually to have another big week like they didn't have in Week 1. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Warren Fitzgerald, if this was the Warren Fitzgerald team from last year, it would have been a war. It would have been a battle. It's this year's Warren Fitzgerald team. They lost a ton. Northern brought back a lot. Yeah, Huskies looking to impress again. And since they seem to do well when we do this, we're putting out another challenge to score more points because <laughs> whenever we've done it, more they've points answered. More 44 last week. Yeah, do let's do it two weeks in a row. So anyway, the people agree 93%. On board here on Northern, it's kind of a uh, there weren't a lot of huge uh, matchups that were contentious. We all agreed on everything, including the people. Yeah, this uh, the, un unlike Week One where uh, the, there yeah. were some discrepancies in there. Four of the ten games had a disagreement. I, I I thought about going off the reservation a couple of times, and I said, "What am I doing? I'm in the lead. Yeah, let's stay there." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't you love the St. Clair, Warren, Lincoln, and Marysville, Hazel Park matchups, those storied, renowned rivalries? Oh, Marine City, Clawson have been playing for years. Yeah, it's just, it, it was, it's almost as much as fun as having Marysville, Almont, and uh, Armada, Marine City, right? Well, yeah. Not, you know, 
what was so fun about those games? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd much Ran- rather have PH East Point and Fitzgerald coming up to Northern this week. Yeah, right. Those are going to be some great atmospheres. <laughs> anyway, Randy, thank you so much for joining us. Um, appreciate you. you coming in. And yeah, uh, glad we gave you a somewhat, well, it looks to be easy week for the uh, yeah, picks. Yes, I, I, hopefully. There's a few that could go either way, but especially with the MAC teams, I think those are a lot of slam dunks. I think uh, a lot of these games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I have I have a system where it's just I look at it and write it down right away, and I did that for seven of the ten games this week. Yeah, you just Without, go with your gut. You don't even give it a thought. It's like they're going to win. 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 So, All right. And it worked for me nine times last week. So. Randy, anything else before we send this home? No, I appreciate you uh, inviting me. And, and hopefully, well, now there's no pressure this week since uh, whatever I did, you guys right, did. Yeah. So <laughs> so the record should stay the same. Did, did, did I mention, Randy, that I went nine and one last week? I heard yeah. that. That's I why I followed your lead. Because it might not happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, so there's no, you can't come out and argue with us with any rulings because we all picked the same thing. So Correct. you won't have to pull out the rule book on us like we see him do in the spring. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Pure rumors. Yes, speculation. He never comes out and challenges any call on the field ever. You never <sighs> can hear it in the back of the broadcast sometimes, when oh. especially when it's the base umpire. And, and he hmm. especially never questions balls and strikes. Never. <laughs> well, that would be illegal. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's automatic ejection, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. So, anyway, thanks again, Dennis. <laughs> Anything else? Remind everyone where we are this week. All right. Uh, later tonight. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, eight man football. I'll be in K-Pack, K-Pack and Deckerville is our uh, game. Then on Thursday, I head to Memorial Stadium for the Northern Fitzgerald football game while on Thursday. Brady. Yes, on Thursday I will be at Saint or excuse me, Richmond and Cross Lex. Hopefully that field's good to go. Everyone seems to think so. I know they were testing the lights Tuesday night. Um, but as long as everything works, um, that'll be there. If not, it'll be up in Cross Lex. But that game will be going on either way. That's where I will be Thursday night. And then Friday night, I will get to see my first Mooney game as they take on Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary in a word soup of a school, and it'll be a lot of fun. Just, bo- don't, just don't call them a cemetery <laughs> until they're buried. <laughs> both, both games start at 7 o'clock. Uh, my Pre-game Thursday night for Richmond Cross Lex 6.30, Friday night 6.40. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.